Welcome to the Become Your Best Self podcast. Become Your Best Self is a wellness lifestyle brand created by Hannah, including an Instagram page and this podcast. It's here to educate and inspire you in the world of wellness, from Wellness Wednesday Lives on my Instagram to Self Care Sunday Tips, or if you're craving some Monday motivation, it's here at BYBS. In this episode, I talk to my really good friend, blogger and photographer Emily Marvin on creativity and sustainability during isolation. Each week, I talk to a different guest for my hashtag Wellness Wednesday Live on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode today, please check out Become Your Best Self on Instagram and my channel at Hannah Austin. Thank you for listening. Super quiet, trying to work out how to actually. <laughs> how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. As well as you can be, but how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't realize how boiling hot it was today. I know. I'm I like know. sat down in front of my blind so that the lighting was better, and now I'm yeah. boiling hot. Oh, bless you. I know. Yeah. I went out for a walk in the it's like breezy so I was like oh it's okay it's okay yeah and I was just only wearing like a cardigan and it was so hot it was crazy yeah I know yeah because I went I went out yesterday and I was just like oh I had no idea it was so nice because we're not going out it's kind of weird not seeing it but um I thought we could just do a little introducing ourselves before we get into the topics while people are joining um so I'll just quick say I'm Hannah Austin um I'm a fashion and wellness blogger based around Oxford um so I'm doing like this wellness Wednesday live with a different person every week and this week we've got my lovely friend Emily so I'll let you introduce yourself (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Emily, and I am a fashion, and particularly slow fashion and ethical fashion blogger, and also a fashion photographer. Yes, this is how I know you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I miss our um, photography days. I know, I know, they've been popping up on like my memories, I'm like, oh. I know, it's so crazy, but um, I know I can't wait for our first shoot when we're back. It would be so exciting. So yeah, so our first topic is, I've made some notes, so I'm just like randomly looking over here. Um, So our first topic is creativity. So how have you been staying creative at home? Is there anything kind of new you've been trying? Um, And like, what are your kind of thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit weird for me as well, because I am still working. So alongside everything else, I do work for the NHS. Um, so I'm kind of, <laughs> so I'm still going into work a couple of days a week. And then okay, so you're physically work. still going in? Uh, yeah, so we're going, like, I'm going in twice a week, and then I'm working from home the rest of the week. And okay. then when I'm not in, someone else will be in, because the nature of our job, we have to be in, someone has to be in once a day anyway. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I'm still working, so I've still got other responsibilities, but it's almost been a bit of like a blessing in disguise because I've had like this list of stuff that I want to try, stuff I want to do. And I just like, it's from those things that I've just never had time to do. Yeah. And now I finally have so much time to do it. Yeah. And it's like, it's very privileged, but I've, um, kind of just been, scrolling endlessly on Pinterest for ideas as well I think Pinterest is just my hub for creativity and inspiration um 
and I guess I've been getting back into blogging because I've taken a little break but I think the biggest thing for me is my photography style is fashion and you can't really do that from the comfort of your home (laughs) and so I can't remember his name but there's an Italian photographer who came up with the FaceTime photo shoot. Yeah, of- yeah, I've been seeing that quite a bit. I wanted to know what your opinion was on it. Oh, I think they're really cool. I think it kind of just takes it all back to that whole thing of that you do not need fancy equipment or any sort of expensive camera to take photos and do photography and yeah. stuff. It's really sort of pushing your like ideas and creativity because you are kind of on other sides of a screen you can't interact in the same way as you usually would yeah yeah Uh, so it's a bit of a challenge but it's also just super fun and creative and there's no real pressure to make anything amazing and then obviously Vogue did that FaceTime shoot with Bella Hadid yes I saw that and I was like how did it look so epic I don't understand (laughs) I know it's crazy and so yeah I think it's it's a really impressive um trend that's going around for photographers yeah. it's definitely something to kind of give it a go so I've done it a few times now and it's yeah it's been really fun and it's just made you sort of think a little bit more because you literally only have like x amount of space and you can't get the same yeah. angles because it's a computer or a phone <laughs> you've um, got to be think outside the box sort of thing yeah no exactly so it's interesting and I think it's kind of you strip things back so much more because you don't have that sort of fancy equipment again yeah Uh, and then I've just been doing like odd DIY tasks that I've kept meaning to do like I've been fixing some clothes and painting walls and stuff like that that always helps and I have I went through like um a massive box of things and I found loads of stuff from a trip I went to in to Japan like five years ago now oh wow and my parents, my birthday last year, got me a travel journal. Oh, that's so cool. And I was like, it's perfect. So I've basically been scrapbooking as well. Which is oh, cool. that's so nice. I used to love doing that back at, like, school, like, making scrapbooks. But, like, kind of everyone's going back to basics a bit. Because I was talking to someone the other day and we were saying about, like, letter writing. And I was like, that's such a nice idea. So I feel like that's really nice. People are thinking of different ways to be creative. Um, yeah. In terms of, like for me with being creative I tried to do a shoot yesterday at home and I was like I miss Emily so much <laughs> because I was just like it took me so long to get like the tripod 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 in the right place and then um and then I was like trying to get the angle right and then I did it on the timer and then I was trying to stand there and I was like oh yeah. no this is why I like doing shoots with Emily <laughs> shooting at home is such an art I've tried to do it times and it's just yeah unless like luckily for my camera I can get a remote up on my phone so I can physically see what I'm doing yes. on my phone. And I can yeah. do that, but no, that sort of uh, luxury of that. Yeah. And when you have to just use a self-timer and just like shoot across the room and try and get in position, it's so hard. I, know, I, don't I, know I think I actually have that thing where you can remote thing on your on the app. I've got like the Canon app or whatever on the yeah. iPad. I actually forgot about that. Maybe I should try that next time. <laughs> But, but and then like I've seen so many like bloggers and stuff doing this whole thing with bed sheets and it's just like it looks so cool but I just don't think I've kind of got the it just takes a lot of time and sometimes I prefer like impromptu like especially when we're shooting you'll always be like oh why don't you try this and it just kind of works so I think yeah. it's just like yeah. whatever people feel like doing but um but yeah the FaceTime shoot thing is really cool I think that's like a different really different thing 
Yeah. But I do miss, like, shooting outside. I think that I'll be, like, desperate. I'll be like, Emily, we need to go. <laughs> Once we're allowed. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been, like, trying out new hobbies. Um, and it's it's nice to, like like you said, it's so nice to have the time and the capacity to be like, oh, should I try something new? Should I do something different? Um, I've been, like, growing plants. I'm, like, literally, call me Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> Like, I've just been, and I've been so obsessed with it. I literally look at them, like, a few times a day. I've been growing, like, chilies and peppers. And um, I just didn't know I was so obsessed with, like, growing things. It's, like, changed my yeah. life. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's so nice to be able to try new things. And, like, I've done a list of stuff I kind of want to do while we are in isolation. So kind of, like, use this time in the most productive way sort of thing. Yeah. So I think that's super cool. So I think that's really, really nice. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you kind of tried, like creative, creative wise? I think. Um, I think in terms of like blogging and stuff, it's kind of a weird time because everyone's kind of gone back to basics with the whole like taking pictures themselves and kind of product pictures again. I've seen a lot more like of a change in how people are, like doing stuff. I think. I really like. I'm actually kind of preferring most people's content now than before yeah 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 everyone's just really having to rely on their own sort of creativity and just making their own concepts and ideas and yeah. their own sort of content and it's it's really nice to see it's quite refreshing and again with people blogging again everyone's blogs have started back up which is amazing because there was a point where i think blogs started to die a little bit yeah 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 um and everyone's sort of now got the time to write what they want and it's a really nice like idea that it can just be an outlet for them to do what they want and write what they want as opposed to having those pressures of uh, making this content for this and having a schedule and things so I think it's nice on the one hand being productive with creative stuff but on the other hand just doing something because you want to do it as opposed to oh this would be great for Instagram or for this or yeah for other people whereas actually you're just doing it for yourself now yeah I yeah I really like that it is it is like you are thinking a bit more about what you want to do and what you're passionate about and I think that's so much more important than just doing like yeah random brand ads and stuff so it is really nice it is very nice I'm just seeing all the people like joining in um but yeah so I think creative wise it has been a really good platform and it's nice and when people like try new things it's so good for like as like a mood booster I think like being positive and like keeping your kind of morals up is so important during all this craziness yeah (laughs) so um so I think that's been a really really positive thing and um I'm seeing a lot more like people sharing content and like sharing ideas so I think like the Oxford bloggers some Oxford bloggers did like a stay at home um, holding the piece of paper up which is really cool and I think people are collaborating a lot more which is really nice to see and like supporting local businesses so I think people are being creative in that way as well and thinking oh actually I could work with other people in a different way so that's really really cool I'm super thirsty oh my goodness (laughs) crazy thirsty so our next topic was sustainability and I know this is something you're super passionate about and it's fashion revolution week this week and I know it's something you know a lot about so please could you tell me and everybody a little bit more about it so essentially what fashion revolution week is is 
every year on the week within the 23rd of April. So that's tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like lots of travel. What I do, it's Wednesday today, it's all in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically back in 2013, uh, there was a factory called the Rana Plaza in Bangladesh. Okay. And this was an eight-storey factory which collapsed on itself and it killed about 1,100 people around there and injured about 2,500 more um and I mean garment workers in Bangladesh especially uh, are treated terribly enough but this was kind of a very preventable um incident and the workers I'm sorry I'm looking down here because I'm no 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 go no let me get the facts right but yeah so this was completely preventable. The workers went into work every day knowing that the, the work conditions were completely unstable and and dangerous and they had to. Um, and this factory in particular held over, I think it was about 29 different brands making clothes for them. Oh, wow. And that included uh, Primark, H&M, Walmart, Mango, Matalan. And oh gosh, they're quite of- big top brands. So loads. And okay. There haven't ever really been many repercussions from this, apart from, so after all this, the gun workers in Bangladesh did start to riot and protest quite a lot for, you know, better working conditions, better pay, and yeah. um, some compensation for what happened to the, the thousand people dead and the more injured. So it was a major incident, but yeah. I don't, not much really came of it in the brand's sense. and. Since then, there's been a massive call for more transparency across the whole supply chain as opposed to, you know, the immediate product that you get. Um, so Fashion Revolution Week is essentially a week to commemorate that and also to stand up to brands and call them out for more transparency and sort of fa- just calling out the fast fashion industry yeah. as a whole. Um, so... I think Monday was why we need a fashion revolution, which is because workers are treated terribly and fashion as a whole is not sustainable for the planet. It produces about 10% of the world's global uh, emissions. Wow, I had no idea like the, how big an impact this was. It's massive. I mean, it's because it's, there's so many levels to it. There's the human level where, you know, workers, I think about 3 million people in Bangladesh, 80% of whom are women. And okay. they're quite young as well. They can yeah. start working at like 14, I think. Oh my gosh, um, okay. They're garment workers and they earn like £25 a month, which is way below living That's wage. Insane, yeah. They can work any hours from about 8am to about 10pm. And, and there's no regulations on this at all? No, they work in really bad conditions. They get locked in so they can't leave. Um, until they finish how much work and I know the women do get you know verbally and physically abused as well in these conditions and it's it's just how can brands have these sort of standards just so your top can be within, within a few days and really yeah. cheap so um it's a big call for a change and on the flip side as well for the planet it, it causes so many emissions and yeah. so much water is used I think there's like 70 billion cubic meters of water used in the fashion industry no way oh my god i had i literally (laughs) had no idea these like figures are so crazy big and yet nobody's talking about it well this is the point that we need stuff like this more to create awareness yeah yeah yeah. because a lot of brands do have a sort of out of sight out of mind 
sort of attitude to these sort of things, you know. Yeah. And we're making clothes in the third world. We send clothes to landfill in the third world. Once it's out of mine, like out of our site, then yeah. we don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. I watched the documentary a little while ago with Stacey Dooley. Oh, okay. I have heard about that. Is it like on iPlayer? I think it's on iPlayer still. Okay. Um, I yeah, it's out. definitely worth watching. Um, and she went to, I can't remember where, but she went to somewhere in the third world where what was once a massive body of water had just been completely dried out because they had just had to use it all for local fashion companies and garment workers or garment factories. And um, they were having to decide between using their water for business purposes to earn money um, or to use as drinking water. Um, and That's crazy. <laughs> In just way to live so yeah it's, it's a huge problem and landfill is a massive problem still you know 40% of all clothes bought get returned and they don't just go back on the shelves they go straight into landfill that's um, insane okay yeah and and a lot of clothes nowadays have kind of synthetics and plastics in which don't break down they just yeah you know, like plastic bag they will just sit there so yeah yeah it's, it's a massive problem and that is why we need a uh, fashion revolution. And yeah. I think it's fashion needs to slow down by about 99% for it to become sustainable. Um, and fast fashion will never really stop because it, it's sustainable fashion isn't accessible to everyone just yet. You know, um, I personally tend to just shop secondhand as my yeah. version of sustainable shopping. Um, but that doesn't always have... Um, the accessibility to size a lot of plus size girls don't have the option to buy secondhand and equally a lot of sustainable brands are still quite expensive because yeah. everything's being made sort of handmade by people yeah. um in better conditions so they have to up the price yeah and that's not accessible to a lot of people who can't yeah. afford it and i think as opposed as well as slowing the production of fashion down it's also just the attitudes towards shopping needs to change yeah so this is what the whole week is about essentially so yeah so that that was monday <laughs> tuesday it was all about who made your clothes so again kind yeah. of just as we discussed the people in bangladesh and all over the third world having to make these clothes and how you know women's rights to jobs and work shouldn't mean slave labor it, yeah, it's, it's modern it's it that's kind of frankly what it is yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not just um and then uh today is about fixing your clothes so i think a big thing um happens nowadays is as soon as something breaks people just, you just it out. Away. and i think i have something written down uh <laughs> yeah if you double your clothes lifespan from a year to two years yeah it will reduce its emissions by 24 percent. that's crazy if you do that with so many other pieces yeah. of clothes that's a massive change yeah 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 um, I mean, I have clothes from when, like, from Gap Kids that still fit me, and I wear them because I'm like, yeah. I really like them. <laughs> so they've lasted yeah, exactly. more than a year. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like this cardigan wearing, it's yeah. new generation, and it's like thirteen to fourteen year olds. So I've had this. Since I, I was... used to buy it from there. God, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so another thing is, a lot of people nowadays don't feel like they have the skills to fix clothes, which yeah. is fair enough actually, because not. Uh, I mean, a long ago, people were taught to sew, and it was kind of like a key part of education, especially. Yeah. With... But nowadays, you don't really do it unless you're yeah. doing 
textiles in school. Yeah, um, I mean, I did do, I because part of my school had like a design technology, so we did do textiles, but we were like making a pillow with a sewing machine, yeah. and then our teacher went off for weeks, so I never actually got the proper like lessons. Oh, but yeah. um, but I know my mum's quite good. So like I've like before, you know, like a hole in like a really nice jumper that I loved, and she would just like sew it up, and she's got like a little kit, and you can buy really cool like little sewing kits that are not that expensive. So maybe it's just something that people could, especially while they're at home right now, it's something they could look into and be like, oh, could I do this in the future? Yeah. And also, yeah. it saves so much money for people that don't want, don't have the option of spending so much on clothes. It's a nice yeah. way of kind of that balance between buying cheap fashion but then it breaks quickly so then you have to then you check it out it's like a cycle almost yeah it's really weird I think there is a vicious cycle because clothes nowadays aren't really made to last yeah I, I I've even noticed over just like the three years if I've ever bought something from a fast fashion company it it breaks within like I 100% six agree yeah and I just think, yeah, it's a, it's a great sort of quarantine activity, if you will, <laughs> to um, maybe go through your wardrobe. And if anything needs fixing, then, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube tutorials, plenty of, like, wiki yeah. hows. So I, I think if you can get yourself some thread and a needle, yeah. then it's a, it's a great thing to have a go at. And equally, if something's kind of broken beyond repair, either if you are more of, like, an avid sewer, um looking at like upcycling clothes I think that's become quite trendy actually turning yeah, you yeah, know yeah. men's shirt into something completely different yeah uh, and so that's like a really good option as well and I yeah I just generally think that fixing clothes is one of the key things that will help because it will just give it new lease of life and you can't you can barely ever notice stuff like that yeah and you get to love it a little bit longer and so, yeah, it's, it's really important that people kind of realise that, you know, just a small hole or a tear or something doesn't mean the end of its life. Yeah, yeah. If it is beyond, if it is broken beyond repair, either could you give it to someone else to upcycle? Could you upcycle it yourself? Or how are you going to properly dispose of the clothes? Because you can take them to the recycling centres and recycle it as textiles and that will then kind of go back into the system and be okay. broken down else um so it's just kind of taking responsibility for yeah well yeah I know because when I when I've been kind of like because I did a bit of a like as part of my isolation to-do list did like a bit of a wardrobe clear out and um I've got bags ready to kind of give to charity um Mm. I know like H&M do the whole thing where if you give a bag in you get five pound voucher um which I suppose is a nice incentive for people but then at the same time you don't know where that those clothes are going if they're going to be reused. I haven't really done as much research into that, but I think um, I think attitudes need to change, like, yeah. is the main thing. Because I think we've got, like, especially from, like, fashion blogging point of view, like, even just recently, like, kind of staying at home, joggers have been, like, super popular. And I've just been wanting to get a new pair of joggers just anyway. And literally every time I look, it's sold out. It's only, like, it's under £10. And you think, what's the quality in it? How has it been made? Then you think, okay, I'll buy a higher quality price. But then it sells out and you're trying to, like, sh- um, what's the word? Like, tag companies in it. And it's kind of, like, the whole process is kind of based on fast fashion and it's not kind of thinking about the planet and like that conversation just isn't happening which obviously needs to change 
yeah this is why we're calling for like transparency because there is none and yeah. when it, the silence of fast fashion brands when you ask about transparency says so much yeah yeah, yeah. talk about it and i mean when you think about like seasonal collections you'd think there'd be maybe four or five at the most seasonal collections within a fast fashion brand but at the moment they're bringing out about 30 and it's 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 so unnecessary and yeah like you said with the joggers so many brands are sort of playing to the fact that people are at home more and it's 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 quite I know, it's not I don't want to say it's dangerous but a lot of people I think are window shopping and because they are still open these fast fashion companies yeah. online then they do kind of get slipped into temptation and I saw in I think it was in America Fashion Nova actually sent mm-hmm. out a text um, kind of marketing themselves to, uh, yeah. to buy their clothes with sort of their emergency pay from the government and things. Um, and it, it's really crazy. Me. Yeah, like... Because, yeah, cause it was ra- rather than sort of caring about the people, they are just kind of caring about their, their marketing. And it's the same goes for the charity T-shirts. I'm not the biggest fan i have seen on your twitter i've been like oh gosh emily's on one today <laughs> um so like if you talk about current times asos have a charity t-shirt yes. going around about the heroes but you've got to kind of put this into perspective but okay yes they seem like they're doing a nice gesture with yeah. this charity t-shirt but they aren't an essential business they do not need to remain open yet they're putting their workers at risk across the whole supply chain yeah and it was only like a few weeks ago that I think three ambulances had to be sent out to one of their distribution centres or something because wow, okay. um, a few of their workers got ill and their workers are going to work completely scared for their life because they have no protection. Yeah. Um, and if you're thinking that's what's happening in this country, what's happening in the third world? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had terrible conditions to begin with. Yeah. And they still have to make all these clothes and and get them out as quick as possible and it happened within the style a few months ago that they were bringing out like five thousand within a day or whatever or actually probably more um and that's a crazy amount that's like a month it was like a month's worth of uh stock for one day and just an immense pressure on the people so it's, it's very sort of hypocritical for them to be bringing out like heroes and be kind to other t-shirts when you're not being kind to the people in your supply chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sort of transparency and that sort of support is needed um, throughout Sorry, the Sorry, my home the phone's whole... going off if anyone's... <laughs> Sorry, there's oh. just a random <laughs> ringtone in the back. I don't know if you can hear it. But yeah, that's so crazy. Can I ask, is there anywhere that you can kind of find out more information about this? Because I think like there's probably a lot of people like me that actually have no idea that all this kind of craziness is going on. So where did you kind of find research? How can people kind of look into it a bit more? So I think when I started looking into it, I kind of started on Instagram and like following influencers that were kind of slow fashion based or climate activist based. Like yourself, Um, if anybody wants more information, follow Emily. um, So... Venetia, I think her name's Venetia Lamana now, but her name used to be Venetia Volkner. Okay. But um, she's really good. And then also Fashion Revolution have a, their own Instagram page. Oh, okay. Trade. Oh, that's really cool. Trade is a charity that helps to support garment workers, and they've currently got an urgent appeal on. So okay. follow them. Um, 
there was also one that I just followed that was called, I think it's called Justice for Garment Workers. Okay. Uh, and then the Sustainable Fashion Forum is amazing. That has just like all the facts. So they're all really good accounts to follow. And then um, what's also good about them is that they'll tend to cite their sources, which will be kind of news articles or other sort of slow fashion activist companies. Um, and then you can kind of get a bit deeper into your research. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of resources, just a quick Google search or okay. quick search and you'll find plenty of stuff and it depends on what sort of kind of area you want to look at especially. Yeah, oh I'm definitely yeah. going to check out, I'll look at who you're following on Instagram to find out. All this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because like I literally, obviously I knew that kind of there was a problem but I didn't know the extent of the issue and like the facts that yeah. you come out with are just mind-blowing that no one knows about this yeah. and we're all kind of like you said I feel like because we're in quarantine it's so easy to be like online shopping I personally have bought too many things on Amazon but some of them are birthday presents so I will allow it (laughs) but um but in terms of clothing I've like literally yeah you're looking online and there's things that are so cheap you have no idea how they're made and when you think about it it it's kind of crazy that you're wearing these clothes and you think how are they made who made them where were they from if it is only like five pounds is that ethical? You know, is that a good quality? Um, so I think there's so many questions to be had from that. Um, yeah. And super interesting. I love that we're having the sustainability talk in this week. I feel like the timing was perfect. And I suppose perfect. we should mention it is Earth Day today as well, which is so yeah. nice. I don't know if you saw um, Google, you know how they have the different doodle things? Um, they've got like a little bee and it tells you little facts about how important bees are, which is really cute. Um, that is- so many podcasts about bees recently so i bought a bunch of um bee friendly seeds and that's my my job for growing oh, that's cool i can't remember what they are i think lavender might be one okay uh, but yeah bees are so important yes. Got, okay quick tangent about bees uh, <laughs> so they pollinate i think about 90 percent of the food we eat yeah and so it's crazy there aren't any wild species of bees within the uk i don't believe um but they are also kind of declining so once the bees go 90 percent of the food that we eat won't be pollinated which means we won't really be able to eat them yeah which means we'll then have to come up with a man-made way to pollinate things which, which is... is super unsustainable yeah so actually we need to save bees yeah i think like <laughs> i read this article once and it's literally if like all of bees died we just like literally have not enough food for everyone and it's yeah. kind of crazy um yeah. there's just i just thought of something so there's this whole um initiative if anyone's interested I, ha- I do have some links so it's called oxford plan b i don't know if you've heard of it but it's literally these like b hotels um and different kind of um businesses have got them in oxford um and they like they are a kind of hub for bees to live and it just helps make promote where they're living and helps give them a nice area to live so that's a really cool initiative and it's like helping bees in oxford as a city so that's super cool um yeah. and i think and they are really pretty and you can kind of watch them and they um i think there might be one in i would have to check this but i think there's one in the oxford university parks um, okay, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to be fair. Um, which is really cool. So, because I, I remember I looked into that, and that's a really interesting initiative, because, yeah, bees are super important. Um, that kind of leads me on to, so 
as as you said like you you work for the NHS as a side thing from your blogging so um aside from blogging I do like a part-time communications assistant for a business in Oxford um but part of my role is to kind of lead on sustainability in the department which has been really interesting so I did like a kind of newsletter the other week and I put together all these different ideas of how people can be sustainable at home so I thought it'd be kind of cool to share share with the group <laughs> Um, so one of the things that um, I actually was going to say about was there's um, there's a website, if you just type in Bumblebee Garden, um, it tells you how you can make your garden more um, happy for bumblebees and more of a bumblebee area. So yeah. something definitely to do if like you've got kids or like, you know, even if you want to just do it yourself um, and you can make your garden a bit more of a bumblebee friendly place. And there's also one for hedgehogs as well. Which is yeah, really cute. Yeah. I've seen a load of people do like hedgehog houses recently, which is super cute. Um, and you can do the, there's David Attenborough has done a big butterfly count, which is really cool. So you can kind of do like a little study of like just sit in your garden all day while you're doing something else. Just if you notice a butterfly, like record like the color and kind of a bit about it. And then, um, and then it all goes to like this big survey so they can see like how well, butterflies are doing in the country and kind of monitoring them and stuff so that's, that's really cool. cool so there's some really fun ways of stuff you can do in the garden and I think a lot of people are look like in their garden all the time I've never heard like lawn mowers so much <laughs> um so I think there's some really really cool things you can do in the garden to kind of be sustainable at home um there's also I thought this is really cool so there's this app called Giki I don't know if that's how you pronounce it it's called G-I-K-I and um so basically when you go grocery shopping or if you're shopping online you can scan the barcode of what the product you're yeah. buying and it tells you like how sustainable it is but also if you're kind of a health and wellness conscious it can tell you like if there's any pesticides in it any additives like if it's gluten-free like all that sort of thing so if anybody's got any allergies, it's a super cool tool to use when you're shopping. But also, I think at a time like this, it's a great time to be a bit more thoughtful and think, okay, what am I buying? Is this a kind of eco-friendly product? Is like, how is this product made? Kind of similar to the fashion thing, but from a food perspective. Um, and kind of thinking of your diet, because like, I know if I see a product and it's got like loads of E numbers in, I think, oh, what am I actually putting into my body? <laughs> so um, yeah. I think that app's really cool. I haven't actually like downloaded it yet, but I just found out about it and I thought, what a great idea. So people can kind of scan and have a look at what they're doing. Um, another thing was the WWF website has a carbon footprint calculator, yeah. which I did, which was actually so interesting because I had no idea like because I like obviously things you think of like you kind of driving and stuff like that would make your carbon emissions worse so I don't drive but my carbon emissions were crazy just because of like getting the train every day like flights on holiday um it kind of takes in loads of different factors even if like your house your energy levels stuff like that um so it was super interesting and it might be a nice thing to think okay this is my carbon levels how can I improve that while I'm in quarantine like think of ways of stuff you're doing yeah. um there's also some super interesting I'm just going off on a tangent here. 
Um, there's also some super interesting articles um, that are popping out at the moment saying about how because we're all working from home, what the effect is on global warming um, and yeah. air pollution. So that's super interesting. I'd love to kind of do a bit more research into that because um, they're saying that even though this is a horrible time for people in terms of like health, you know, but at the same time, this has been an amazing positive thing for global warming and that the air is air quality is like so much better than it was before because of pollution and stuff. So I think if anyone's interested, that's definitely something to kind of look into because I'd love to see like when we come out of this, what the sustainable, how it's affected global warming and how, it, you know, it's improved yeah. if it has. Um, because I definitely think when I've gone out for walks, the air feels fresher. I don't know about yeah. you. I just... Yeah. I live in the countryside, so I've always had quite nice, fresh <laughs> this air. That's true. This I'm, true. Very, I'm very grateful for that. Um, yeah. But no, I, I 100% get what you mean. And it's it's super interesting going back to, like, the sort of impact that this sort of pandemic has had on uh, climate change. And yeah. I think when we are thinking about being sustainable at home... I think I think there is actually a key factor that we need to not put as much pressure on ourselves to like constantly worry because I mean a major part is that a lot of people have kind of lost jobs or they're not getting as much work as they did have yeah. and so money will be a problem and so although we want to be thinking about our consumption we don't want to guilt ourselves because you know we it's not bad it might not be the best for the planet but if that's all you can afford then that that's what you have to go with yeah. so, I think there's definitely ways that we can be more sustainable, like you said, in the gardens and like the food that we eat. I mean, there was that massive problem when all the panic shopping started. Did you yes. see all the photos of the dustbins afterwards? Oh my God. The food that had gone off and it was so, so crazy. Um, so I think it's made us all think about our consumption a little bit more and just yeah. how much we actually use within a week. Um, but yeah, like you said, like no one's driving at the moment. Plane, there's very yeah. uh, massive like change in how many flights are going every day. Yeah. Uh, all this has completely changed so it's having a huge impact on the air and and climate change in general and it would be interesting to see not only how this carries on but then once all of this is finished um how the attitudes will change to traveling especially because I think particularly for where I work it will have a massive impact on how many people still work from home and how many people go in um it's something we've been trying to do for a very long time um and it's just taken a pandemic for it to kind of be forced yeah, upon yeah. us <laughs> to all work from home. But it, I think it will continue to get better, especially the kind of less driving and travelling into work because more people are just going to stay at home and, and work from home, which is a nice positive within yes. all the sort of negatives that are going on. Yeah, 100%. Um, one other thing, actually, that um, I have been doing that is completely free and very sustainable is freezing food so if you have cooked too much food to kind of stop the food waste thing that you were talking about um so like we made a big lasagna and there's like only two of us we just hot free froze 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 half of it and um and then you get like a nice meal in a couple of days after you get to enjoy it again so freezing like food is a great way to stop food waste and also means that you know, if you are, like you said, like, kind of money is tight, it is a great way, and it's, and you're saving the planet in a way that's kind of free, Mm. 
um and like minimizing food waste because that is like a major thing at the moment I think I love that people are especially in terms of baking people are just kind of making stuff um that they wouldn't have made because they're like oh we're just gonna throw it together and see what happens and I think that attitude hopefully will stay with people when this is over um because like we had some like random we had like dates left over and some like leftover easter egg chocolate and we made sticky toffee muffins which were actually amazing I was like you know when you like we'll just chuck it and see what happens and it actually worked and was really good so um so I think that attitude with people is really amazing to see that people are doing that a lot more um one program we've been watching I don't know if you've seen it's called Saturday Kitchen on like it's on on a Saturday I've heard of it yeah um so they've been really cool so they've been trying to they've got like celebrity guests come on and um they're cooking with whatever the celebrities have got in their kitchen um which is a really nice idea and it shows people how creative you can be with such little ingredients so i Mm -hmm. really love that initiative um but yeah so there's quite a few ways and oh yeah and obviously like growing vegetables and plants i went um when i i did visit the shops the other day and um like literally all the seeds where you can grow vegetables were like sold out oh really yeah which i think i think a lot more people are growing their own um veg and fruit which is so cool um yeah. and like because like, yeah i'm growing like chilies and peppers at the moment and it's just my like my new obsession mm, no that's so good and it is like a way more sustainable kind of thing so that's really cool because i think that there's so many benefits of doing that and again like attitudes have changed a lot so maybe if attitudes have changed in that way then hopefully they can in terms of the fashion revolution as well that would be really cool yeah definitely i was thinking a good sort of uh going back to like the fashion thing so if people are like kind of online shopping and window shopping so much quarantine um i always like had every sort of season i tend to go through my own wardrobe and like shop my wardrobe yeah um which i think is a really good thing to do like nowadays is just do a deep clean of your wardrobe look at a piece and know like am i going to be wearing this or can i actually imagine this with an outfit and things and just trying to kind of reimagine your wardrobe and the pieces in your wardrobe and see where they fit in still yeah because so many of our pieces get kind of forgotten about or lost in the back of your drawers or closet and you just don't think about them and then we're constantly like oh we need more I need new I need more and more and And trends and stuff kind of fuel that fire so much exactly so there like I mean going back to fashion things there is a massive attitude problem but that is kind of caused by the marketing of the brands it's not on the people necessarily but there is a thing that everyone has to have new and they have to have more and then um I think I saw the statistic that a piece of clothing should be worn about 30 times for it to become sort of sustainable in your wardrobe okay and an average woman wears it about seven before they throw it away oh wow okay Um, I mean I, I remember when I was younger I used to think these sort of things but especially like going out culture you always need to have a new outfit yeah. for going out and it's constantly like for the club. I to, i've worn this once i can't wear it again yeah um so i think just getting through your wardrobe and giving things a new lease of life and just trying to reimagine it within your wardrobe is such an important thing to do and at least it's quite it's quite exciting in in quarantine as well i think it's quite a fun little activity and trying yeah. to put out 
together that you've already got and maybe even looking on Pinterest and seeing like a celebrity outfit and being like could I recreate this with stuff already in my wardrobe to some extent um I think it's all about the future of like fashion bloggers and fashion will actually be kind of taking inspiration as opposed to actually stealing someone's whole outfit yeah 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 um I think that'd be a massive change if people start to kind of take more inspiration be like oh I just like the color combination or I like the sort of lining that everything has and the silhouette it creates rather than I just need this specific top and I'm going to wear it I'm going to get it with like next day delivery sort of thing yeah yeah Um, and if we can just kind of see what we've already got and create more of like a basic minimalist wardrobe then that will be a massive change completely um but yeah that's a good quarantine activity as well yeah I mean I've definitely like if you looked at my wardrobe I've got kind of the basics that I love and I wear all the time and then I've got that one like thing that I just bought because it was on trend and then I've been like oh I will wear it again and it's just kind of sat there um so I think being a little bit more thoughtful when you're buying stuff is definitely something to consider but um and like you said while we've been in lockdown because I've tried I've been trying to stop myself from kind of wearing pajama like clothes because I just think I'll feel sleepy and not want to do anything (laughs) productive so I have been like reaching for stuff in my wardrobe that I haven't for so long and it has been so nice like this like kind of hoodie thing I haven't worn for like years and I was just like yes I'm gonna wear it I'm gonna try new things so I think people it'd be fun to get creative and it makes you feel better when you try a like piece of clothing you haven't worn in ages you're like oh this is so nice or or it might even bring back a memory um so there's definitely scope for kind of doing a bit of a wardrobe refresh while all this is going on for sure yeah Um, we did have a few questions that got sent in so if i will go through them and then let you know so let me have a little look i wrote them down so this one is one i really want to know from you um (laughs) so um someone called juliana chow i think that's how you pronounce it um had a question and said what was your favorite sustainable brands fashion brands so like what suggestions you had um so my favorite actual like sustainable brands are uh there's a swimwear company called stay wild swim they are ran by two bloggers um their their swimwear is made out of ocean plastics it's all made in london and their factory in london brings women in from sort of poorer or sort of neglected backgrounds and they teach them the skills they need to make clothes and to make garments and things but they treat them correctly essentially they give them the support all the support that they need and proper pay and stuff so it's it's a really 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 cool and i think it's only a couple of years old now but it's done really well and it's definitely one to keep an eye on because they i mean within their first year they were like in selfridges and stuff so that's amazing they're a really amazing brand um i also like uh lucy and yak they're a really good fashion brand they've been around for ages as well and they do really cool like dungarees and stuff um and then honestly i just like depop and ebay (laughs) yeah 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 one of my favorite things is just secondhand shopping i i take way too much joy out of it (laughs) Was there any um high street brands? I know because obviously you mentioned quite a few brands that were involved in the mm. Bangladesh thing in twenty. Was it twenty thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Um, was there any high street brands that kind of are being a bit more sustainable, a bit more conscious? Um, like what are your thoughts? Because obviously H and M have a conscious range, but I don't know like if what your thoughts yeah. are on that. Like, 
so that's kind of like it, it's a bit of a catch twenty two with all of those sort of brands because okay. although a lot of them do start to have conscious collections, a lot of it can be greenwashing. So I mean, I saw a sustainable collection by Boohoo recently. Okay, and it was complete greenwashing. Um, I mean what the brands do is they kind of put everything in neutral tones and then they stick some sort of organic or natural jargon in the name and kind of say that the cotton is ethically made or organic and then they can kind of slap that sustainable price tag on it yeah um and it just it's not the it doesn't get the sustainable stamp of approval really um and it's kind of just tricking people into believing that they're buying more sustainably when they're not um, yeah and it's 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 really hard because people do genuinely think that they are buying more sustainable clothing from a brand that they like yeah for a more price when actually although the materials might be a little bit better they're still being made by people in Bangladesh who are being locked in their factories being paid yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so there's it's a real catch-22 but brands that I do think are doing okay in terms of transparency as of kind of recent H&M are doing a lot better yeah um I still don't 100% agree with them they're another one that's kind of had this sort of conscious collection but have kind of greenwashed and made everything seem very neutral and yeah. put some ethical jargon in the description and said it's sustainable when it's yeah it's not really okay. um however they do have their recycling uh, scheme, which again it, it's a vicious circle because although they're recycled clothes, it's amazing, they are then giving you incentive to buy more yeah. by giving you a Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, the thing I mentioned earlier about the five pound voucher thing. It's, yeah, it's it does really... make you, and you have to spend a certain amount, so then you end up buying a load more clothes again. Yeah, so it, it is tricky, but I do think they do dispose of clothes responsibly. Yeah. Uh, however, you can probably still take things to like recycling center and they'll do the exact same so what so what's the actual definition of greenwashing because I just saw someone's put a comment so like in in terms of is it just kind of fooling people with kind of green jargon is that what greenwashing is essentially yeah it's sort of where you again like they put something out to be a sustainable ethical yeah uh, when it's not really so what they'll do is they'll kind of market it in a sort of natural um, setting where everything's sort of like greens or beiges or browns and these like really neutral tones, which kind of have that connotation with being ethical. They'll put things in the copyright being like, oh, um, organic cotton and uh, natural fibres or something. And they'll sort of put that into some sort of broad context and then put it all in a sustainable range and call it sustainable yeah when actually not and it's just tricking okay. people thinking it's tricking people into thinking that it's sustainable when it kind of isn't yeah it's probably a little bit better than the other stuff that they're selling but isn't not necessarily as good as they're making out sort of thing yeah exactly um, okay so a lot but, of more research is kind of needed then um but yeah I think from what you said maybe kind of just looking into a bit more where your clothes are coming from and definitely checking out these brands that you mentioned um something else you said that you said about like secondhand clothing so another question we had from Cara Chelsea was um what tips do you have on finding lovely items on Depop and eBay um 
so I guess like patience is a big one um Depop's great because I think Depop has like most items that you want on there um the amount of times that I've seen something in the shop still and I've been like these are really nice and then I've actually found them on Depop for like half the price no way um and I think it, it depends on what you're doing sometimes I do just window shopping um Depop and I'll just sort of briefly put in hoodie or top or something and just see sort of what they have and then other times I know specifically what I want and I'll kind of briefly know the sort of brand that would usually do it so I'd be like Urban Outfitters top and then I'd put my sizing in yeah and if it's got a particular pattern I'll put like floral and stuff and just like completely refine it and then um if I find the item I'll like the good thing that Depop has is that when you go on an item and scroll down, it has, like, suggested items. Yeah, yeah, that's quite so They cool. tend to have, like, the same ones again. Yeah. Um, And so you can kind of start and compare and contrast because I bought a play suit the other month and I found, like, three versions of it that fitted me. Mm-hmm. Um, But then one girl was selling it at, like, £16 and another girl was selling it at, like, 10 And I actually looked it up and the whole thing originally, um, before it was even discontinued, was... 14 pounds so I kind of messaged her and I was like why are you selling it for 16 yeah 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 <laughs> I, I think making sure that you're getting a good deal as well because some people can be a bit cheeky yeah um, doing a research. and likewise um just messaging sellers and saying oh have you could you do this for like this price or this price and just seeing how low they'll go like in negotiating another, yeah just in another <laughs> way because um, I know some people can be quite hostile about these sort of things yeah yeah um, and just trying to get a bargain where you can. And, um, yeah, Depop's a great one for getting, like, trendy clothes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, like, kind of in-style clothes and a lot of kind of younger people clothes. I don't go on eBay as much as I did, but eBay, you have to be very specific, I think. Yeah, 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 because um, there's just so much on eBay. Yeah, and because you can get, like, independent sellers as well. Yeah. It's so hard to kind of go through all of them just to find this one thing that you want so yeah. I think trying to be as specific as you can as to what you want um and just being patient with it and just keep looking every day and then once you find it at a good price just pick it up because yeah. you'll probably it again <laughs> definitely oh that's really cool okay I'm gonna just try out these tips then see if I can find a good a good one um last question that I had just on my messages was um Ace of Hearts I think she like popped up on here just a minute ago um said how to this is a creativity question rather than sustainability oh, yeah. so that, this was um how how to stand out creatively in terms of I think like more like blogging because I think everyone's doing very similar content um so yeah how any kind of tips on how to stand out creatively at the moment Oh, that's a good one, actually, because it is interesting because everyone's kind of coming back to their their roots and, like, starting blogs up and stuff again. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's just more important than ever just to kind of do your own thing and don't try and follow all the trends. I mean, yeah. following the trends can be fun. Yeah. Um, but I think standing out is just doing your own thing because once you see someone who's doing an original kind of concept or an idea you can tell the like the passion and the work that's been put into it I think um and so yeah I think just working with what you've got and trying 
as many things as possible with it. So if you've got like an object you want to take a photo of, just trying as many different concepts as you can think of and just seeing what works. Because I always find that kind of trying the things that you just wouldn't think would work always work the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposing people, but I'm always like, just stick your leg up here, we'll do this. And, and, and it's, it's always the best, like, yeah. photos. That so literally just setting your camera if you're going to take photos like set up your camera and just see what works like just keep doing everything you can think of and something will come out of it and it will be abstract and original and cool and like no other yeah Uh, yeah yeah. another thing I can say because obviously people are doing um trying out new things and kind of new hobbies and stuff and I think sharing those things that you're doing is really nice as well Mm. kind of how to stay creative um because things that you're doing that you never have done before might inspire someone else to be like oh I'm gonna try this hobby or something like that so I think sharing what you're passionate about and what you're doing and being current and true to yourself will make you more creative just by being you basically Mm, yeah (laughs) so um I think that would be a really really cool thing to do um because I want to try and show more of like what I've been doing in isolation and kind of just trying to avoid that whole like just standing and posing with a branded object and making it a bit more original. So, yes, working on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's like loads of cool effects you can do. Like if you get like a glass and then put it close to the camera, it'll create some sort of like prism effect. Yeah. And again, like flowers are a great thing to play with and work with. So I think literally just picking up the most random items in your house maybe like set yourself a challenge pick up three random items in your house yeah like okay what can I do with these and you create content for it like create a little photo challenge yeah yeah because not only does that sort of spark your own creativity and inspiration but it just helps you kind of think for yourself because I think again like we are really kind of going back to basics with blogging and whereas once it was such a curated uh, community of people in an industry now it's kind of going back to those times where people literally just kind of put what they want when they want yeah and sort of don't worry about it too much it's not as sort of perfect as it once was yeah yeah, Um, yeah. which is really nice and sort of the the sort of blogging that I like to do but yeah um just do yeah do like your own sort of photo challenge and spark your own inspiration just see what your what comes to your mind really yeah I really like that idea of picking out three things and just giving it a go I think that's such a great way if people are like oh I don't know what to do just be like pick up I don't know three different your favorite colors or something yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and then just go for it and give it a go and see what happens I think yeah I think this is the best time to be as creative as possible because everyone's in this crazy situation it's absolutely the perfect time to be like should I try and do something new something different like this is the time to try it out and see if it works for sure definitely and it takes um, your mind off it yeah yeah that's so true yeah I know and like keeping your spirits up is such an important thing right now and I always find when I'm trying out something new it's definitely like it's such a mood booster so yeah sure. no definitely 100% um yeah they, those are the kind of the main questions that I had really on like messages and stuff I don't know if you had any or any I haven't been reading oh. what's been on the comments let me just flick through oh, no, I don't think so um so many different things um there's some really cool comments about the fashion revolution people are quite interested in oh ace of hearts said they've replanted some spring onions 
oh, of cutting so water in the past. Oh, that's really cool. But yeah, I just we realised got... we've like hit an hour, so it's going to like stop recording in a second. Really? <laughs> because we've just oh, been God. like, it's been super, super interesting. So um, just to like sum up, thank you so much for like doing this live. The fashion it's revolution stuff was so interesting and I really want to do some more research and I'll try and add some links when I reshare this on YouTube later. Yeah. yeah. Um, which will be I'll really send you cool. some stuff as well. Yeah, that'd be really cool, and I'll add it to the links at the bottom. Um, but thank you so so much for joining in. Thank you for and it was so it was so interesting. Like it was really great to get your opinion on stuff, and we'll definitely have to do another one again soon. Yeah, definitely. So much more to talk about. More B talk. It's great. <laughs> thank you so so much and um yeah so if anybody wants to watch this it's 24 hours on instagram and then i'm gonna put it on my youtube and i'll try and add all the links and i'll tag you in it as well um so yeah i hope you have a lovely day and thanks to everyone that joined yeah bye bye let me see you again <laughs>